This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast. Hello, friends. Some of us as kids, we may have learned to distrust our parents. And this week, we talk about how not to pass that distrust on to our adult partners. And if we are, what we can do about it. And in a healthy, supportive manner, how to ask for what we want within partnership and what it would provide for us. Enjoy. Set my timer for 28 minutes. <laughs> Oh, turn the life axes on. Yeah. Thanks, babe. I was like, this footage fucking sucks. No one's going to watch our shit without our background lights. <laughs> You're just so pretty. Good on my side? Uh-huh. It's very blue. Nice. Mm. Babe, we just, like, keep changing our times up. Last week, we were, like, 1 p.m. on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Now we're 6 a.m. on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. This is exciting times. Well, I mean, in, you know, Labor Day, we just got done with Labor Day and like, you know, the special forces, men and women of this country. They're constantly having to work when um, it's called upon them. That's not who Labor Day honors. It doesn't honor the troops? No, that's Veterans Day and Memorial Day. Labor Day honors those who work. And so like, especially like city workers, like municipal workers and stuff like that. But... I don't think so. I could be wrong. Fuck. Seriously? Did you make a whole nother podcast that was no. confused about that? Again? No, I just always thought it was just like, I, yeah. We'll have to honor Google the troops. It, but I well, really... I honor the troops on Labor Day. So shout out to the boys and the women. Yeah. What do you want to talk about today? I have a I have a topic. You do? Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. It's not an ambush either. <laughs> shout out to the audience member. He was like Stop ambushing your maybe, beloved can wife. Can you ask Trey to maybe not? not hey, audience that. member, the nine people that listen to this, that was good fucking content, okay? That was good content. I'm still pissed she didn't throw up in a trash can not that. on camera last week. Oh, oh I'm talking about both things. That. Yeah. Okay. Passing down. Let me set this up. It's not going to be very eloquent, but um, learning distrust for your parents and then bringing that into your adult relationships. Whoa. My example, I knew from a young age that my mom, okay, I was like four or five and they were always fighting over the phone about money. It was always a fight about money. My, I think uh, my dad, he either didn't pay child support or he, he used it as leverage over her and it was always a constant fight about money. That's They always fought about money growing up. And I remember at a very young age, at like four or five. And he wasn't in the house. No, no, no. He wasn't in the house. He wasn't in the state. And at a very young age, I was like, oh, I'm not going to do this. That's what I remember thinking at a young age. And I was talking to a friend. And they were they were saying that someone they know they don't have a like they don't have a trust for women and they said they probably learned that at a young age or it's like childhood trauma and i go what's the relationship with this this uh, friend was a male and i go what's the relationship with the mom like and she wasn't really someone to be trusted as a young person so 
what's up with that and how do we not bring it into now our kind of our kind of our fucking adult relationships that's such a good question look at you I kind of want to know what you said but to the friend but I will I will answer with my like what I would work on with this person hit me with a sex educator like hit me with the um mm-hmm. if I'm paying you so we've mentioned this incredible author before bell hooks when we talked about cathexis okay I would first break down with this person and have them really begin to define what love is and what cathexis is so I'm gonna I'm gonna explain I know you want me to recap for the people sometimes you go like you hit you hit with these words and then you don't explain and it, um, you know what it does? It. So, cathexis. <laughs> I was going to say makes me want to hit you, but that's not a good idea to say oh, out loud. No, especially <laughs> when we're talking about anger and treatment of <laughs> women. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not a, joke. a good idea. Trey can't hurt a fly. Edit that out. I can hurt a fly. Edit that out. Um, yeah, that little bud zapper. Okay. I would first start to talk about the difference between cathexis and love because I think what is so tricky about fractured um less than perfect relationships with our parents is that we are biologically programmed to still want to have some type of affection towards them it's really hard for us all as human beings to just walk away from our parents that's why so many of us have unhealthy relationships with our parents because we think well they raised me they put a roof over my head they did all of these things their family yeah yeah blood right i mean think about all of the things that yeah, that we say in favor of family. We don't have a lot of critical thinking terms that help us define what family was and wasn't. So it does really help me to define cathexis, which is an emotional investment in or protection of care for type of thing. So when we have another word, I think, to describe what our parents did provide for us, put a roof over our head, these types of things, but then we can draw the line at what was healthy and what was not healthy. Then we're able to say, okay, well, what does love look like? And what relationships in my life am I trusting of? Are there any? And with this person, if they're male, they were male-bodied, like their man that you mm-hmm. were talking to, I would start with just friendships that are females that are trustworthy. I would find, is there a coworker? Is there, a, is there any female in the hemisphere that they could like call upon in their memory as, no, that woman is trustworthy? We have to sever that tie between all women are my mom. And here's another reason why. We <laughs> form, number one, our primary understanding of what relationships are, sexual and non-sexual, in our homes, okay? When we are tiny, when we are like two, three, four, okay? So that moment, that's funny that you mentioned this, when you're listening to the phone call, okay? We then can do kind of one of two things, which is always so fascinating when I talk to you. We can either be like, oh, okay, that's what love is. I will go and replicate that, usually subconsciously. Or <laughs> we flip to the other side and we say what little baby Trey said, I will never do that. I will never do that. But these are all subconscious things usually. Yours is pretty conscious. But we don't always have the tools to do the I will never do that. So some people fly to the other side of the handle. The other thing is, Bell Hook says that as little children, 
at some point we realize that mom, if we were raised with like a mom in the house, has no power over us. Okay. At some point we're like, wait a second. She doesn't really have power over us. And so at some point, little boys engendered boy bodies in this culture learn to lie to assert power over this untrustworthy person on whatever. Okay. So they learn and it's a survival technique. I wouldn't like shit on this human. I would say like, good job, right? Like look what your body did to survive with an untrustworthy person. We cannot heap guilt and shame. Like God, man, why do you always treat women like this? There is, you're exactly right. There is a reason, right? There's some reason. And we need to start with self-compassion and self-love and say, good job. Mm. You did a really good job. Then we have to start delineating between you did a good job then, okay? And now, now what do you want relationships to look like? So that's where I said it starts with starting to get some model, different models in our minds. And, and I do a whole like writing out, creating an imaginary nurturing adult, like somebody who's truly the person that you would think, what would so-and-so do? Mm-hmm. Because it cannot be your partner. Because if you try to make your partner your mom, it is fucked up. Does that make sense? So yeah. many people go looking for their mom. And so, yes, they repeat behaviors. Or if they're like, okay, I will never do that, they swing to the other side of the pendulum. And still, they've made their partner, if this is a hetero relationship, their mom. No, you need that nurturing adult in your head. You deserve nurturance. You deserve love. Mm-hmm. All humans do. And especially hetero men do. They deserve to get to show their emotions. And the thing that was like beat out of little boys was boys don't cry. Mm -hmm. Toughen up. Mm -hmm. Right? You are going to fuck up any woman who comes in your life if you have not built in your own mind or sought out other nurturing adults, other healthy relationships, other examples of. We talk about this all the time that I love that ironically some of them were lovers, but some of them, you have healthy female friendships. Like really healthy. One so healthy that she like flew across the country for our like wedding ritual. That's my best man. Yes. Love her. Right? You somewhere in Trey's body, you were like, I need healthy friendships. And you did it organically. But I think if it's not happening organically, people have got to work on that and then watch it. Right? I don't trust women. Well, find trustworthy women. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. How does that sound? That whole little I'm gonna. I, I'm, I'm so baby. You're so fucking impressive, honey. It's six fifty two in the morning on the East Coast. You're so fucking impressive, babe. I like the mornings. Huh? I like the mornings. I actually feel pretty clear headed in the mornings. Good. Okay, so what's the what's the solution? Hmm. What's the solution for this? This this man is in a partnership with a woman, and what's the solution for? either finding or rebuilding Mm -hmm. the trust if it's not there and then kind of letting go of or accepting that, Hey, you know, cause I just accepted it for me. I was like, Mm. I, I accepted my upbringing and I wouldn't change anything. And I did a lot of fucking work on myself. And then the big one is I didn't marry my mother. Yeah. Like you're not my mom. So this person is already partnered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
What's the, what's the solution for any guys or any women out there that that don't trust? Well, I just they just have a kind of a deep distrust for maybe the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think you know we we talk a lot about like I don't trust so and so. I would be curious. Mm. So, mm-hmm. saying something like that is actually a position of control. Hear me out, okay? You and I deal with this when you will avoid asking me for help, right? Because then the service stays all in your hands. I, I would again go back to the human if they have a deep distrust of women, and I would say, what are you afraid of? Like, what are you truly afraid of? Because most of us are right underneath. We have all these insecurities. We have all these fears and they deserve to be heard. And so I would start with bare bones with this couple, just having a moment to share fears, right? Are you afraid afraid of desertion, abandonment? Are you afraid of manipulation, lying? Are you afraid of, let's put all this down. Let's put down your true fears and then let's look at your partnership and let's see, have these things been done to you, right? Purposefully, purposefully. So then bare bones, we have to decide if this partnership is truly safe for the healing of this male-bodied guy. Like we need to heal and we can't, we can't just skip to the good part. Like we've got to do the work. And so First and foremost, I don't I don't think that separations are bad. I don't take think pauses are bad. I think that if, for instance, this woman in the relationship, we don't know her, right, has done the work, she has put in the effort to heal herself. And so she's really not intentionally harming him. These are accidental harms. It might be good for her to have a break while he does the work on himself. Um, and then we would start with learning what his actual needs are, truly his needs are. And then how to communicate them. Because I think this is what I think. I think people ask questions that aren't questions. So they don't really get to the heart of what they're really wanting. Okay. So when you and I had this this as a perfect opportunity to bring this in the other day, we're having this, um, the phone moment where we really, (laughs) you came into my bedroom and used my bedroom, our bedroom, the bedroom that we share. In this house that we share. <laughs> I have clients that sleep in different bedrooms. Shout out. It's a very beautiful decision for them. We like our cuddle times, but you came in the room early the other morning mm-hmm. and tell the tell the people. Let, this is actually really because I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use some of the techniques that we used after that. So tell the story. Mm-hmm. Uh like Lauren, if she can't sleep, she'll go to her phone. And then if she can sleep, she'll go to her phone, and her phone's right next to her bed. So she's never really untethered to her phone, and it's becoming a concern for me. So I shared this with her, and she kind of gives me the puzzled look of like, how does this help? How does this help you, and how does this help me? And I go, baby, you're like blasting yourself with like Instagram at 3.30 in the morning. And she goes, yeah, what's the issue? And then I have to go like, fuck, what is the issue? Like, is this, (laughs) 
It's like, it's not good for me. Is it not good for her? Almost undoubtedly, it's not good for you. But so we had to kind of talk about it where I was like, and my concern was like, baby, you're on technology all fucking day, like for your work. Would it be good for a break? And so it's it's me just trying to, is it control or manipulate you or just like make sure that you are optimized and get good sleep and stuff like that? So perfect. Okay. So th- this is exactly what happened. <laughs> and- <laughs> I'm going to slam my bitch. <laughs> bitch. So um, I, I hope the audience could hear this. What it ended up doing in my body when these things happen is because of my history, I end up feeling micromanaged. I end up feeling like a child. Yeah. Like, and what I could feel rising in my body is like, fuck no, I don't yeah. want to do that, right? Like, I'm a grown person. Which you're allowed to say. I am allowed to say. But I could tell that, like, something was truly bothering my love. So I was like, okay. I literally think I got this look on my face, like, okay. And I'm just, like, remembering. Wait, what was it? Did you, did you like, wake up really tired? Did you? No. No, I was literally just like there was something. There was something that well, spurred also, it. The other was, but oh, it also wakes me up too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The point is this: that I brought out from the. That's queue. what it was. It was a couple of days prior. We were gonna make the loves. I went to the bathroom <laughs> to get prepared to prepare myself. And this, this, my, this partner of mine was on fucking instagram she got a quick little instagram thing honey it killed attraction in my body like not attraction but like arousal Mm -hmm. i was like (laughs) you got to check instagram right now i was gone for 30 i'm not the i'm not the long time bathroom guy for fuck's sake that's what it was Cheating on me with a gram. (laughs) It wasn't cheating. I just was checking. Snooping around on the gram. (laughs) Yeah, it's a boner killer. Yeah. (laughs) We should have threw this one in. The fuck are we talking about? Childhood (laughs) wounds a second ago? No, this is important. Okay. So I could feel rising in my body defensiveness. Because I was feeling controlled. And so a tendency then is to be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Or, Mm -hmm. okay, I'll do that. But thinking, this is where the trustworthy thing comes in. Yeah. I don't really want to. Got it. Okay. Instead, and then what people do when they do the thing that they don't really want to is they inevitably just do the thing again because they don't have a want to. Mm -hmm. So Alison Armstrong says this wonderful phrase, when you make your request, also throw in there, it would provide me with Mm -hmm. fill in the blank. Will you do such and such, which this is Dr. Betty Martin, so this is all this is all sex ed for you script here. Will you do fill in the blank for me? Mm-hmm. It will provide me with fill in the blank. Peace of mind that you're getting a break from technology and peace of mind that you're most likely optimizing uh, your sleep because you're not seeing the uh, the blue light from your phone at, mm-hmm. like in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Which is important to you, why? Which is important to me because uh, you're you wake up like if you wake up with a chance of being fresher and happier and healthier that's uh one of my most important jobs in my life i hope the audience heard that part Mm -hmm. okay if i am keeping you okay if i am inhibiting one of the most important jobs in your life Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And you don't say that flippantly. You don't. You might be smirking for the cameras. No, I was just like, and if you don't do it, I'm grabbing your arm. But I hope everybody hears that. You take my well-being so freaking seriously. Okay. And baby, once I saw that, I was like, fuck the phone. Put the phone wherever you want to. If I can do something, and we've talked about this before, like different roles in the house, right? Mm -hmm. Like you are like the chief wellness officer. Okay. As chief wellness officer, you take the the temperature in our bedroom matter. All these things matter Mm -hmm. because our sleep matters so that our health and well-being is optimized so that we can live loving, happy lives. Okay. So that we can hike and be active and do the things we love to do. That is fascinating because A, we understand the gravity of this. It does wound us when our partner isn't trustworthy. It does. But we're not just, this is, we stay up here usually in these silly, stupid conversations. Like, will you not be on your phone? Well, I don't want to be on my phone. Like, I want it. I deserve it, right? I'm entitled to that. Mm -hmm. What we're missing is this. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. When then somebody breaks the promise, it. it does break trust. It does seem untrustworthy. And what we're missing is the what are we really talking about? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I would, with this couple, Good going job, back babe. to the beginning, I would have them list out literal things like this, right? Who's in charge of wellness? Who's in charge of these types of things? And then when you make a request, ask the question that is seriously the fucking question. Say, Babe, we'll use us. I know you work long, hard days. I know how much you love Instagram. As chief wellness officer, I really, I am concerned about your adrenals. They showed up on your hair scan. I am, I really, your well-being is so important to me. Can we put the phone in the other, can we try a week of putting the phone in the other room? It would mean this, the world to me, and it would provide me with a sense of peace that I'm doing my job. The way you said it was better than the way I said it. <laughs> yes. But you know, I did this for a living. I didn't tell you what to say, though. I was really proud of myself. I kept like being like, what would it provide you with? You were just, you were uh, uh, breadcrumbs. You just, exactly just breadcrumbs. Anyway. Hansel and Gretel. So to rebuild trust, you've got to ask the real questions. And then we have to let somebody prove whether or not they are trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And then if they are not trustworthy... They're not safe to be in relationship with, and that sucks. Okay, so if we say, hey, I am noticing in my body that I, you know, your well-being is important to me. Can we put the phone away in the other room so that it, it would provide me with a sense of peace that you're getting the sleep that you have? I go into my body with agency and I say, hmm, yeah, can we try a week and see how that works? Okay, and we say we put the phone over here. Let's do this tonight. Seriously, we can report back to the audience. Um, then... If you wake up in the middle of the night and I've like come in here, got my phone and brung it back in, it shows us something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You can go to curiosity first. Like what? what's that mm-hmm. about? Blah, I just blah. go to fucking asshole. Uh, right? Okay. Yeah, what a fucking asshole. Well, so this makes things real clear though, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Maybe I am untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. Okay. But we can't know whether a person is trustworthy or not if we are not actually putting out a test for them Mm -hmm. we can't make up these bogus things like this person's not trustworthy well what did you ask what did you ask them how do you know most people will say i don't know i just feel like i just feel it well i would say that intuition maybe is good but 
maybe you're making this person your mother. Let's set them a trap. Good. Yeah. Smart. Let's catch them. And then guess what? The opposite could also be true. The opposite could be that your partner is exceedingly trustworthy Mm -hmm. and you have never gotten given them the opportunity to show you because before they have an ability to show you, you decide in your mind, you rob them of their agency and you make them your mother. That's when you make a more sophisticated trap for them to get caught in. I've done this countless times. Please tell your buddy when you have never done this to me, but I've done this to you. Um, I have made you my father in my mind okay. or my ex-husband. And you've yeah. had to look at me and you've had to say, babe, yeah, I am not your father and I am not your ex-husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not, it's not from a place of manipulation. This needs to be said. You, baby, you don't manipulate mm-hmm. me. Thank you, puppy. Try hard not to. Yeah. So it's, it's from a place of, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's, it's learned experience. Yeah. Yeah. So when we run into those times, all that is mine to do is to go into my body and figure out the trigger, the pattern, the whatever that that set off this tendency, because we are a culmination of our lived experiences. And that's okay, right? A trauma-informed approach is not, what is wrong with you? It's... What happened? Hmm. What happened to you? Okay. I had some shit happen to me. All right. It's not that I am broken. It's that I need to rewire my brain. I think I said this a couple of times ago, but I recently read that when we learn something new, we create chaos in the brain. We confuse the brain. So it's got to be like, it's got to like go a different way. That's what all of this is. Okay. Is that when you say to me, babe, I'm not your dad. And I am not your ex-husband, which, shout out, we love the ex-husband now, but then we we did not in the trauma days. You're not saying it like, stop treating me like that, you jerk. Mm -hmm. You're saying that like something's crossed here, right? Like, let's figure it out. Then I have to go back into my body, which that just means for me journaling out what was going on, the situation. Is it reminiscent of an old situation? Usually, usually we can find. And then me saying, okay. So Trey is not these people. Mm -hmm. How do I create different patterns in my body? And then my job is not to go to anger, is not to go to frustration, is not to eventually go to rage, is not to storm out, is not to deflect. My job sometimes is to shut the fuck up and hold space and give you the time to figure that thing out. Yeah. That's like, oh, yeah, he's not. And he's not doing these things. Yeah. Consult. Would this beautiful human being right here go to sexedforyou.com slash free consult? Mm-hmm. No forward slashes? Did I say it? I'm I mean, fucking it up. Anyway, so go to the website yeah. and then meet yeah. with Lauren and then you can talk about you can talk about your problems. And, and I want people to know this. Um, and with some of my couples were saying this the other day that like it's so neat to come to a space where it's neutral grounds. Like there's no pitting against one another. Because that's not how I function. When a couple comes in for the first time. Mm-hmm. We're, no, something. when we're deep in sessions. Got yeah. it. You said something that was pretty fucking amazing. Where like this podcast, some somebody made the the, the observer, observation. It's like, oh, she doesn't hate men. Yeah. Do a lot of therapists like no. not like men? The, this is the problem. We talked about this after Barbie. That a lot of people think feminism is the hatred of men. 
which it is not. It is the uplifting and the making all sexes equal, all mm-hmm. genders, all blah, blah, blah. No, and I think it is part of my mission as a sexuality educator, as a person who is, you know, constantly advocating for pleasure, especially clitoral pleasure, like so pleasure for the clitoris, this is our main sex organ, is that we also don't create this atmosphere in which we shame men. Like that just breaks my heart. Like I it literally like makes me want to cry. Yeah, she's not gonna gang up on you fellas. Guys, it's me. <laughs> If you're on Spotify, if you're on YouTube, look at the fucking, look at the video. She's safe. I don't know. I always, I grew up, I have three brothers whom I adore so deeply. I always thought I'd have lots of boys. Like, I really love masculine energy and, like, hetero, cisgendered masculine energy. I've always, like, had this, like, fondness for it. And I, yeah, so it's... Oftentimes, when whether they're on Zoom or they're in my office, I'll think like, "Oh, this is like my dream come true." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> one guy right, they get a feedback like thing after everything, and after their intake, he wrote back like, "Lauren's fucking awesome." <laughs> she curses. This is so fun. Yeah, y'all, I will meet you. I'll meet you where you are. It's kind of my joyous delight. So, yeah, I don't. I think that. Each of us grew up with a certain set of circumstances. And there's this thing called the ACE test. If people want to see like how adverse their experiences were, you can literally Google ACE or adverse childhood experiences. And it's a 10 question test. That's all. We should do it for you. Um, And it literally just asks you 10 questions and your score from zero to 10 shows kind of how fucked up your childhood was. Mm -hmm. So at least you can be like, Oh, I should maybe work on that. Mine's pretty high for me. It was a really important moment for me when I watched this cool documentary on childhood trauma Mm -hmm. Um, for me to go, oh, this is, I was partnered still. My ex-husband and I were still married. And um, it was one of the turning moments where I thought not only is my score pretty high, his would be close to a 10 and he is not working on this. Wasn't that, um, so fucked up childhood trauma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if you got it, which a lot of us do, you should work on it because it's affecting your partnerships. And I don't mean you need to like become a starer at your belly button lint and like become so introspective. And I don't, you don't need to go to like a shaman and sit in the woods for 12 weeks and have this steamed out of you. I literally think that's what some people think I mean sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is not what I mean. It's like, no, just jump on Zoom for an hour out of your day. Yeah. Let me recommend an audiobook or a podcast. Yeah, and then actually fucking listen to it. Yeah. Fellas, listen to the fucking book, okay? It's me. Guys, <laughs> don't worry about her. Listen, look at me. Do the fucking work. It's Put down the video games. Put down that golf club. Just what? for a second. Put down your beer. Do the, do the fucking work. It's so hot. It's Labor Day think of the troops (laughs) um yeah last let's wrap with this do you remember what happened after our conversation our phone conversation about the cell phone Uh uh-huh we made passionate love yeah why uh oh open-hearted yeah because we it was hard at the beginning it was confusing at the beginning 
it's a fucking bell curve where it's like, oh, this is the understanding. This is what I really mean. Thank you for bringing that out of me. And then it's like, now I feel great. That's what it is when like, a, this is what I've been taught when something is truly over, when there's conflict and it's true resolution with your partner, you fall into each other's arms. And there's a lot of giggling and there's lovemaking and there's, and it just feels so much better than it did. Yeah. That's true resolution. And so, you know, I work with the reason why this work comes into my work, right? Because people are probably like, she's a sex educator. Why is she talking so much relationship stuff? Because this is what happens. Mm-hmm. People come in and they're like, she doesn't want to have sex with me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she's like, uh, yes, I do. I just don't want that sex. Okay. The type of sex that we had post conversation. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was like energy was flowing. It was like. Yeah, we we were just like so snuggly. You kept saying that smelled so good. Mm-hmm. There, there was like not only you know it's funny to me that the word intercourse means like to talk. Yep. Too right. It's there had been intercourse, so there could be intercourse. And it's it was so hot. It was I had seen this is it's a lie that we tell ourselves that our vulnerability is a weakness. Seeing our vulnerability and seeing others' vulnerability is beautiful. Makes me just want to care for you more. Thanks, babe. And yeah, then it's like now now we see each other. Now we're equals again. Now you in that conversation of would you do this? It would provide me with this. I keep my agency and my separateness. You're not telling me, you dumb bitch, okay, you have an addiction to your phone, you, 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 you're not doing that, which makes me small, which makes me feel insignificant and makes me feel highly unattractive. When you say what you said, which is, I'm noticing this, I, if you would do this, it would provide me with this. You are saying, hey, hot lady with agency who works hard, who I respect, would you do this thing for me? Because you're capable of doing it. Can we give it a try? Because then in my body, you haven't made me small. You haven't accused me of anything. You're asking for something for you. And then I get to go, hmm, we, in my body, I could have said no. Mm-hmm. And okay, yeah, I will. And thank you also for sharing the vulnerability. That's really hot. Right? Yeah. So you haven't robbed me of anything. Does that make sense? Sure. That form of communication that's why people have great sex after it because it's like thanks for respecting me and also like i didn't do it as well as you just wrapped it up you had to bring that out of me mm-hmm. i wasn't i didn't come in being accusatory Mm-mm. or negative because that's not how you get shit done but great tools babe mm-hmm. could you provide me with this i need to remember to do that more hey i'm noticing or what mm-hmm. would you think if suggestions questions how it would make me feel how i think it would bring value to you versus yeah yeah, great yeah i yeah thanks babe you're welcome i think there's a lot of good good job thanks um also last thing is when we're asking this question a will you question right like will you put your phone in the other room sometimes Mm -hmm. there is a a precursor step that needs it's going to need to happen. So will you put your phone in the other room? Yeah, I will. What do you need in order to provide me with this thing? 
cool. Yeah, okay. we need an alarm clock and we need a specific instance, type that goes blank and then wakes up. Yeah. Ding, so ding, now ding. we're looking at right? alarm clocks. So, so sometimes we're asking somebody for something and we can still ask, but be prepared for there might be another thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of my couples we're working with recently, yeah, they one of them wants more sex during the day. And the other one finally found in them that what they would really like is some more like platonic cuddling. I have this like five gears of touch, right? Sure. So we arrange like five minutes of cuddle time. She goes to bed earlier at night than he does. They have different work schedules. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was really missing that when they were first married, like they would cuddle and go to sleep. Um, and so now we have a five minute cuddle time that he can ask when she's going to bed, Hey, do you want cuddle time tonight? And she can go into her body and say like, yeah. Okay. So then he comes and cuddles her before bed, just five minutes. And then he can go back and do his thing. But then the next day she wakes up feeling more connected. So now she's initiating sex more because she got the thing. We got to be willing to have those conversations of I need this, it would provide me with this, but do you need anything first? Like another nice. clock in the room? Nice. Let's talk about five gears of touch next podcast. Five gears, not years, but... Five gears, yeah, yeah. I thought you gears. said five years of touch. No, not five gears. And then the sixth gear, mm-hmm. anal. <laughs> Thanks for being here, all of you. Um, if this topic is of interest to you, just as Trey said, you can go to www.sexitforyou.com forward slash free consult to request a free consult. Holland, the employee has now instituted a new rule that you can't just get on my calendar without her approving it. So you better write a great thing in that why you need a consult. <laughs> just kidding. Put anything in there, uh, but she might follow up. Um, remember, these are opinions, right? You can tell that I've gathered all of this bits and pieces of information from all these people that I love to read and study from. Um, But go form your own. What works for us is not necessarily going to work for you, which is why this is not a how-to podcast. This is a how-we podcast, and we are so grateful that you're here. The last thing I will say is that I would love for you to like and subscribe and share this podcast, especially if you're on Spotify. So we've been doing these Spotify for podcasters ads. You've probably heard them. Trey has not. And they just upped the ante on how many like listeners and blah, blah, blah we have to have, which is great. Um, But I really would love to increase the listenership and viewership of this podcast. So if it feels good in your body and only if I would love for you to share this podcast or like it or rate it or any of the things. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye bye.